and it's been a while, but we're back. You are listening to The Mancunian Candidates, the show that looks at what's going on in pop culture and politics in the UK and the US. And we bring to you Americans out there what's going on, and we also bring you our views of what you're doing wrong. And I'm here, I'm Mike Royce, and I'm joined by... Um, <laughs> what they do wrong. Um, well, that's the... I can't say anything else at the moment, can no, I? No, no, no. Paul Ripley. Uh, my name's Paul Ripley. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, it's been a while. It's been uh, quite a few months since our last show, but we're back now for another series of shows. Um, and we'll be here every Thursday um, live on Fab Radio and also if you listen on podcasts on various podcast services, Spotify, which I quite like. Mike, let's have a catch-up. Mm. What's happened since we've been away? <sighs> well, we, we left on the day Labour got annihilated. Yeah, we did. Um, we, sulk off, we sulked off into the night. It's yeah, raining. We, get, we got the broom and swept up. And, yeah. Well, we swept what we could up. And, turned the lights and we off. We left, turned the lights off, uh, off we went. Yeah, um, everything else has gone pretty much as you would expect um, over in the United States. Donald Trump, Mr. President himself, has been, well, he was caught good and proper. You thought he was on the hook with the Mueller report and he managed to slime somehow away from getting um, indicted for that or, or impeached. And it was ruled by his own legal counsel that a president could not be indicted while in office. And he got away with it because of that, because if he'd have been a, a normal citizen, the facts in the Mueller report were enough to prosecute him. And that's a fact that people forget about. So then you uh, seven days after the Mueller report being um, reveal, being uh, revealed to the public and it was clear that Trump was going to get away with it on that technicality. Seven days later, only a week later, emboldened, and, and we'll get back to this later. I'm setting the, the groundwork here. Yeah, yeah. He then, seven days after almost becoming the first president to be indicted and maybe end up in prison, he got away with that. And because he got away with it, instead of going, whew, that was close, I'm going to have to wind my neck in, he then decided to uh, literally court the attention of a foreign power and get them to investigate and scupper the elections in uh, in the United States in November 2020 by getting a smear campaign announced, not even investigated, just announced on CNN an investigation into the Bidens, Joe Biden, and his son, to, his, his son to, I nearly said then, his son Hunter Biden. So... We all knew that the majority in the Senate would protect him because they're a bunch of cowards. And that is, that's exactly what's transpired. Yep. We, he's been yep. let off. And, the, and what did the Republicans say in their defence? Because it was overwhelming evidence. There was no, I'm not talking to some lefty that hates Donald Trump and wants to believe that, that he'd done something. Everyone believed that he'd done it. Everybody accepted the evidence. All of those senators accepted the evidence. McCl McCluskey um, and uh, and I think it's uh, Senator Lars. He he said um, he was absolutely convinced to the point where they didn't feel that there was any point in having witnesses in this impeachment. The first ever court case I've ever heard of such a magnitude where you've never had witnesses. Now, 
they even had witnesses in the uh, Monica Lewinsky impeachment of, of Bill Clinton, which is just over a semen stain on a dress, and they, they had witnesses. This, you needed to hear from John Bolton, who heard all the conversations, and they blocked it. But the senators said, we don't need it, because he'd already seen that he'd done it wrong. It wouldn't have made us any more convinced. So their stance was, he's done it, it's wrong what he did, but we, it's not worth the damage to the country of of uh, removing him from office and we think that he's learned his lesson every single person that heard that thought have you really been paying attention to this guy every single time he gets away with something it gets worse and so we're going to get into later on in the show where well, maybe a bit sooner than that we're going to get into the results of his emboldened uh, nature, the fact that he's got away with it. Has it toned him down? Oh no. We are in a full blown attack on the institutions of government right now. The institution of justice in the United States is under a full-blown attack and the Republicans have, have rubber-stamped it and they've said that no matter what this guy does, he will not be removed. So he's got a clear run from now till November and I'll tell you something, if, if you think that what's going on now is bad, if he gets away with all of these things that are going on now with him interfering with the course of justice in America... Do you really think he's going to stand down when he loses an election? I'm telling you now, you're at the beginning of an era in this world that we've never seen before. Meanwhile, in the United Kingdom. Meanwhile. Yeah. Um, so it's all about uh, Boris has, kicked, has uh, jumped into the to the, uh, the Prime Minister's suit and he seems to be wearing it... Uh, as you would expect him to wear it, uh, being a boisterous and saying he's going to do this. The Got us out thing. of Europe. We're out, out of Europe. Europe. Uh, we'll cover that in a moment um, about what's happening in Europe. But w the situation is, let's look at the Labour Party, shall we? Yep. Um, you predicted exactly this thing w which has happened yeah. would happen. All the way. And even in... You predicted it all the way. And I, as a caveat, I have, as a caveat... I've been against you on some of your views. Yeah, you, um, uh, but you, um, people like you made this worse because what you did was you gave, you went on about all this unfair treatment he was getting and all this stuff Which is and true. that really he was really uh, you know it's not fair it's not a level playing field it was an incompetent baboon that any bullets that were fired at that guy by the media he he provided the ammunition yeah, but uh, let, let's get it right as well by, by trying to assassinate people, including me. Um, I'm not assassinating, I, 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 I'm just saying I was you, you owe I was people an apology uh, no, for supporting I was supporting, supporting who was in charge, because I believe in democracy. Yeah. And the vote was put there, and he... He, well, he became so you believe in democracy even if you're part of a party that you love and cherish and care about yeah. that you know is important to protect vulnerable people in society yeah. you would rather be loyal to a guy at the top that's Jew bashing and that's not respecting I, I the views the other way down. <laughs> he is a Jew basher. Let's not you know go, he's a Jew basher. Let's not go over this. Oh, well, 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 no, we, well it's too late now, isn't it? Let, where are we up too to late now? now? Where are we up to now? Where are we up to now? We've got a leadership election. And, and straight away, 
immediately Momentum and John Landsman and um, Len McCluskey at Unite got together and they decided, right, we've got to get our carbon replacement ready. For people who don't know, explain John Landsman. John Landsman is a dishonest businessman who operated various Ponzi schemes and bent uh, property deals from a £1.5 million um, townhouse in London, uh, but thinks he's Che Guevara. He formed what you could call a political body, I call a Jeremy Corbyn fan club. It's basically militant, rebranded yeah. with the yeah. internet, Momentum. And Momentum would be holding rallies to support Jeremy Corbyn and his leadership and all the people that are around Jeremy Corbyn. A very left-wing, but unreasonably left-wing, militant organisation that con- conduct regular attacks on anyone who is vocally in opposition to... to Jeremy Corbyn and over the last four, five, six years they have they have systematically attempted to deselect any MP that voiced any, not even negative, just said or questioned anything that was going on with Jeremy Corbyn. Anyone who, who, who did anything or appeared anywhere in the media who said I'm not too sure about his views on this they would attack them. They weren't allowed freedom of speech. They, they were militant. They're, they're as militant as what you get in with um, Boris Johnson. Yeah. It's the. It's just a different angle. Yeah. So um, he lost, and, and therefore there's been a, a rise of people who want to replace him uh, and gone forward. Uh, and at first, the favourite was a local lady. Yeah. My, um, and, and we are talking about yes. Who we're talking about the Salford lady, right? Long. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right. She was a favourite because she was very mouthy. Yeah, because uh, I see. Uh, yeah, I, she's a to me. She's sorry, a scouser. Eccles. Eccles yeah, sorry. she's a scouser to me. You see, that's that's the well, um, that's when you said that. That was what threw me because yeah. to me she's just a scouser. Oh. Um, that's fine. You know, nothing wrong with being a scouser. Um, you know, as long as you keep your car locked up. Anyway, Rebecca Long Meekon, because have you had a look at that face? She she is the appointed one. Uh, the the one that was going to lead them and keep them back in in power. They were, she was Momentum's cho- choice. She was Jeremy Corbyn's acolyte. She was sat next to him like uh, Sutty next to Matthew Corbett all the way through all these sessions. She supported him through thick and thin, and she was groomed to be his successor. And the and she had the support of Len McCluskey at Unite. Now last time around. Whoever Len McCluskey threw his weight behind, that was pr- and momentum, that was pretty much game over. You had no chance. This time around, just point out, they altered the voting, so you had to buy a member. A, a vote would cost you twenty five quid to be registered, and surprise, surprise, surprise you didn't have the same result as you had with Jeremy Corbyn, where it was £3, the price of a cup of coffee. It seemed that those hundreds of thousands of people who got on board for that, and we ended up with what they were portraying as the biggest surge in democracy in hundreds of years, it it actually turns out that if it's not £3, that you kind of don't want to get involved 
and maybe all that was a bit as messy and crooked mm, yeah. as it seemed at the time. Yeah. So we've had a vote. Um, Rebecca Long Meekin is is now in in last place, surprisingly. She's and not. She's not last. She's ne- she's uh, with Thornbury. Yeah, she's, she's with, with Thornbury Thorn- down there. She's actually above Thornbury. Yeah. yeah. Right. Lisa Nanby. Is, uh, Lisa Nandy. Nandy. Let's, I always say. Let's, let's, I don't. I don't know. Let's move. Talk about her because she's very vanilla. I don't. I'm not aware I of like her. I like her, but is she? Is she someone you know? that the the country as a whole could get behind? I quite like her. I think she's a, my, for a, my, for a female politician. She's normal. My choice was Jess Phillips. Yeah, I actually gave her money. Um, I gave oh, her right. money about four days before she pulled out, oh, which is unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I don't regret it because I think that she would. I've watched her in action for the last four or five years. She's been doing a lot to keep Jeremy Corbyn in in his place, whilst without getting herself, she couldn't be deselected because she's so damn popular in Birmingham in Yardley yeah. that that she couldn't be deselected. So she was a constant fawn in his side and kept him in check and and more importantly her attacks on Boris Johnson she was one of the few people in the chamber where you saw an interaction between her and Boris and she was one of the people who you could see that Boris was struggling with her yeah. really struggling with her because she was she is bolshy and she is an attack dog and she's caring but, and she's intelligent and that's she's, and she's, more importantly but common the, but she's, sounding. Not, she's not in the race though she's not now no no but so, I'm just saying but she may have, she may come into play later on you don't know who's who she's thrown a weight behind um lisa sorry nan nandy nandy yeah. yes i always say that yeah. um lisa nandy i don't know very much about if it, 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 um out of all the rising stars in the labor party i was surprised that you didn't have uh, stella crazy who's always been one of my favorites but um in first place you've ended up with and some people are saying well this is a problem because even jess phillips and i think she was wrong about this she said it's time now for a woman and that yeah. that keir starmer sir keir starmer yeah. should stand aside and let a woman and i i say maybe under normal circumstances but we're in a real mess right now yeah. and he's got more support than everybody else and he's a safe pair of hands and unless i'm mistaking it i mean i looked into um nandy and she seems very vanilla to me she's and when she's in interviews she's just very very she reminds me of ian duncan smith you know, very How quiet and polite. Well, no, not in politics. I mean, in demeanour. She's, well, she's very quiet. You remember yeah, when he said, like don't a, underestimate a the quiet man? at a primary school. Yes, that's it. That's, that's what world. I'm getting at. Yeah. I don't think she's got the stones for this. I don't think she's good. Can you imagine in Prime Minister's Question Time, her ripping Boris Johnson a no. new asshole? No. no. They, Boris Johnson is a bulldog. He's a blustering bully. Yeah. And you need somebody... A Cross that dispatch box, and and if you say, well, what does it matter when you're so far behind with it? Well, all the, the you've got midterms, you've got you know you've got the midterms, and then you've got another general election, and by that point, you want to have had footage constantly on TV yeah. of somebody fighting yeah. him and looking, making the Labour Party look strong. Which brings us to Keir Starmer, who yeah. was a former director of uh, public uh, prosecutions. Correct. So he is, you would have thought up for it as a fight, mm. as a, a verbal battle, yeah, and, and making Labour look 
semi-decent again. The right-wing press have already got their attack ready for when he wins. They've already got a... Because there's nothing they can get on him. Whereas all a lot of the other people, they, they've all got weaknesses. They're all on boards of, of companies. They've all got loads of money. They're all entitled. There's yeah. lots of Achilles heels you can throw at a Labour leader because, you know, that the... the the problem they've got with him is he's too clean. He's too squeaky clean. But he does favour a broad church uh, uh, he does. view on the Labour Party. He does. Which, someone said something on TV the other day. He says, I'd rather be centre, centre of the party mm. because then you bring in the left and you bring in the right. Correct. Together. That's right, yeah. That's and, how it needs to be. And it really does need to be that way. And you need, yeah, Labour is a broad church. We've only ever won election as a broad church. And the Tories have only ever won as a broad church. And you've only got them in Power now under these weird circumstances because of a load of a load of manipulation off Dominic Cummings, a load of, of, of problems left, right, and centre. And can I say, Labour handed them a lot of that majority. They they're responsible for it. But the yeah the the media are ready to label uh, Keir Starmer boring. That's going to be their big attack, Mister Boring. They're going to be calling him. So I said it first on here. It may not transpire, but I've watched a lot of media so stuff that, yeah. and I've seen the way they're talking about him, and I think they're getting that ready. Um, we'll see how it sticks. But at the end of the day, they have got no dirt on him, unless he's. I'm very much mistaken. I can't find anything. If okay. I, I'm just looking at it as if okay. I want to rip him to pieces and I can't, really. Right, let's move on. Uh, have a listen to this. This is regarding Mr. Barr over in the, uh, in the United States. The other breaking news story that has uh, happened just in the past few minutes is news broken by NBC News, where the headline is this. Barr, meaning Attorney General William Barr, takes control of legal matters of interest to Trump, including stone sentencing. This has just been published at NBCNews.com by Carol Lee Kendallanian and Peter Alexander. And the bottom line of this new reporting from NBC News is that as suspected and feared by many people commenting on and observing today's developments as four prosecutors quit rather than apparently accede to the government's decision to backtrack on its sentencing recommendation for the president's friend, Roger Stone, as these four prosecutors, Michael Morando, Adam Jed, Aaron Zielinski, and Jonathan Kravis, all quit today. NBC News reports that, in fact, as feared, those resignations come after Attorney General William Barr and other senior Justice Department officials intervened to try to make Roger Stone's sentence more lenient. NBC further reporting that Attorney General William Barr and other senior Justice Department officials have also intervened in the case of Michael Flynn. Now, the backstory here is that we have seen some strange and sort of unexplained doings in the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. over the past couple of weeks. The D.C. U.S. Attorney was a woman named Jessie Liu. We learned somewhat suddenly uh, a couple of weeks ago that Liu was being replaced. Now, she was being put forth for another job within the Trump administration, a Treasury Department job, but she was being replaced in her office somewhat suddenly and somewhat out of the chain of command by a new acting U.S. Attorney who was coming directly from Attorney General William Barr's office. Well, since that has happened, around all around that time, we have seen prosecutors working on the Michael Flynn case reverse an earlier recommendation that he should get prison time. 
Just in the past 24 hours, we have seen prosecutors recommend that Roger Stone get prison time. The president publicly criticized that. And then the Justice Department, in what is believed to be an unprecedented act, the Justice Department withdrawing that recommendation to the judge and these prosecutors quitting in response. It should also be noted that this U.S. Attorney's Office is the one that's been handling the case of former deputy director and former acting director of the FBI, Andrew McCabe. When the president fired James Comey as FBI director, Andrew McCabe stepped up and became the acting director of the FBI. He made a number of key decisions around the counterintelligence and criminal investigation of the president and his campaign, and the president has been gunning for him ever since. NBC has been reporting that uh, the president has been calling for Andrew McCabe to be imprisoned. Um, That case is still before this same U.S. attorney's office that has seen all of this turmoil. Hey there, I'm Chris Hayes from MSN. So there we go, Mike. It's uh, another another world, uh, a dictatorship, I would say, is happening. Um, do Americans have democracy is my question to you. Americans at this moment in time, I, I think that the problem you've got is they don't realise how the average American, I would imagine, don't realise the ramifications of the impeachment and where they are. And I, I, my problem with everything that's gone on during the last year is that there are parallels going back to the 1960s and 1970s for the United Kingdom and for the United States. And we've had scandals. And I'll give you one for the United Kingdom. The Perfumo scandal. Yeah. You had uh, a minister of war. And he slept with a prostitute who had uh, one or two of her clients. One of them was a Russian that worked for the Russian government. That was enough to bring the whole government down. He resigned. The public lost faith and they came crashing down a general election, exhausted by the scandal of it all. That brought government down. And you have... The, the, the things that have gone on in the UK during the last week, the, sorry, the last year, the last week, the last month, you can pick any time. You've had uh, a constitutional crisis where, where Boris Johnson lied to the Queen, and he did lie to the Queen. Yeah. He, he, he illegally yeah. prorogued Parliament, and the Supreme Court of this country found that he'd done something wrong, and that wasn't enough. And now, months later, he sat with a whopping 80-plus seat majority in the House of Commons. So, that that's that side. So let's go over to the United States. There's the obvious one. You know, Richard Nixon, and uh, he they broke into the Democratic Party headquarters to find some dirt. They uh, got caught, and slowly but surely, uh, it, it transpired that Nixon at some point was aware of this and started to cover it up so it didn't end up going into the White House. And there was um, a threatened impeachment. And when it got to the final hour where the impeachment was going to go ahead, they he got a visit from representatives of the Republican Party who said, I'm sorry, Mr. President, but if this goes ahead, there are enough votes there for the two-third majority to get rid of you. So, so two-thirds of, of them. Uh, so that meant that loads of Republicans, even though it, it, loads of Republicans, even though they had the majority in the Senate, loads of Republicans were going to vote to remove Richard Nixon. So Richard Milhouse Nixon then resigned. 
and now we've had a rerun and I would argue I think there is no doubt in my mind in saying this that the the behavior of the if if you put them on a level playing field what happened if you say that break in that's 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 pretty bad that he knew about that that's really bad the ukraine thing and his cronies digging dirt on the bidens over in the ukraine and withholding the aid to the ukraine yeah, that's pretty bad i would argue it's worse i would argue it's a lot worse but let's just say they're both the same what's what is unquestionably worse than what happened in watergate is the level of the cover-up because they threatened like a gangster like a mob boss he threatened all these people in the government with reprisals if they replied to an official subpoena by the court so that I think was beyond the pale. I think that even if the these Republicans uh, let him off on the Ukraine thing, saying, well, he was putting pressure on, but I'm not sure you can say it was totally quid pro quo, even if they, they did honestly believe that. I think you, can't, you couldn't argue the obstruction of justice for the simple fact that those witnesses were not allowed to testify because of a White House instruction. That is, that's the obstruction case proved. So... We are devolving. We are clearly devolving because our standards in the United Kingdom and in in the United States are now worse than they were in the 1960s and 1970s. Um, so you can just lie your way to the top uh, and nobody gives a damn. And the more you lie, the longer you stay there. That's the problem. The more you lie, the longer you stay there. He's got, he's got no reason to... to uphold the law right now you've he's got a pass in the ultimate sanction that could have been brought against him as being done and you could argue that what what were the democrats playing here what what game were they playing because it's backfired spectacularly backfired they should have just carried on plugging for witnesses not getting them make it public that he's blocking him and then take it all the way down to november and he would have this scandal in full full bloom hanging over his head he'd have the danger of a court um overruling everything and saying that that say john bolton had to testify and then evidence would come out there was he would have been in the same position that hillary clinton was in in the last election because hillary clinton all the way through was scared of the investigation wasn't she and what what reports might come out from the fbi that make her look bad over the email server Donald Trump would have been in the same situation. He would have been scared that someone would have, a court would have um, you, allowed John really Bolton to testify. That um, the UK can get as um, bad, uh, I mean, justice is over with in America when one person can dictate, uh, you might as well call it China, aren't you? But it started here. But do you think, it started do you now. think we'll, we, we can reach them heights? Yeah, I do. I think, I don't think, I don't think there's a country on earth that if you get the right set of circumstances and a bad enough person in the top job that they can't manipulate things to the point where, they, uh, where they're able to keep and alter the constitution of that country to keep themselves What's in power. What's keeping him in is his um, uh, army of supporters, and it is an army of supporters. It is, the Magalot. Uh, um, what will it take 
for their attitude to change, do you think? Well, they're, when, when, they're when not, will they realise it's not about them, it's about him? They're not, they're not going to change. Something they're, they're must happen. They're too stupid to change. They're not too all of them, stu- might. No, the ones that I'm talking about... Americans, the ones, the ones that I'm talking about, are, there are some... All right, I'll, re, I'll rephrase that. There are some of those people, the MAGA supporters, yeah. those hat wearers, there's some of them that will get jaded after a while and realise that they've been conned. I, I don't know what that would take, but maybe some of them. But I'm telling you now, there is, a, there is a core, I don't know what percentage, but there is a core of these people that he could literally do, he could shoot one of their family and I think they'd still vote for him. He's got, he's got them. I don't understand it any more do, than do you. Mean, when I are see you this, Trump is a cult now. He's a cult. Yeah, it's a, so it's, it's a, a weird, leader. bizarre cult. It's very similar to the Corbyn thing. It's very similar. It's a cult of personality. It doesn't come along very often. It doesn't. You don't get it very often. And it usually ends in disaster, I might add, because I've never known a cult of personality that has ever... It's, it's, yeah, they always end bad. They always do. Because they, they build a person into a messiah. And no one is the Messiah. And that's where it all falls down. Corbyn, they built him into this Messiah that was going to lead us into a left-wing utopia and get rid of and bring all the bankers to heel, make everything perfect, nationalise all these industries. And they and it's not happened it's been a disaster and the same with trump trump has openly lied to them he's gone in and said he's going to make america great again and then started a trade war with china that's absolutely screwed over the the farming community in the i mean they they there are people now that cannot sell the produce over there they it's a disaster for a lot of people what he's done let's have a short break um, here at Fab Radio, Fab Radio, uh, we um, record bands um, so we can play this music out on the podcast. So it's not, you know, there's no issues on it. We actually record uh, bands in the local area. Um, so over the sort of last few months, a couple of years actually, we've been playing out tracks from different bands that are local to us. So today's show is no different. This is a band from Berry called Thugs and Wolves. So I'll play you highlights of their recordings. <laughs> Okay, the black mountain was at the window. There you are, and in a way, it was just too big to ever Today and 
Thugs on Wolves, and what a band they are. Um, yeah, they're that good, you cut them off. I know, but we have a show to do. Okay. A show to do. So let's um, let's finish off on the United States. The Democrats have to have a strong, imposing leader when it's all gets sorted to take on Trump. That's clear, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so who's it going to be? Yeah, well, unlike you, when I make mistakes, I admit them. <laughs> so so what, what, when Trump came on the scene and it was obvious that he was probably going to get the nomination and he was the the democrats going to run against him you you had hillary and you had bernie in this uh, standoff and i thought do you know what bernie's too nice he's too honest he's too decent i think that it would be crazy to go uh, have him 
be the nominee and go up against Trump because I think that even with a, a few skeletons here and there that Hillary Clinton had experience and she was a very good speaker and I thought she would be better because, because I didn't think that people would support Trump the way they did and I certainly didn't believe after the Access Hollywood tape and the grab and by the pussy comments, I thought well this, is a, this isn't even going to be close, I thought it'd be a landslide Guess and I think we both did on yeah, that night yeah. and I thought that her experience was more important and I couldn't have been more wrong I actually do believe now in hindsight that him, he was clean he couldn't have had that FBI Comey announcement where suddenly she lost 10% in the polls, and that was what lost it. Believe me, it wasn't Trump winning it. That that announcement by James Comey, the FBI, and he can whinge because Trump yeah. turned on him, no. but he shafted Hillary Clinton because yeah. he announced an investigation uh, and and it, the convention is in the, within the month of a, a major election, a general election, you're not allowed to make statements like that. And he went against that convention. Yeah. So there you go. But you couldn't have had that happen with Bernie. Bernie would have probably not. He might have won. And that's the problem. So now, here we are again. Bernie 2.0. Uh, everybody said, oh, this is Biden, this. I mean, it, Biden's going to get it. Yeah. However, on the local caucuses, it's it's looking like Biden is out of the picture. But it's too early to say. It's too early to tell because you've got he's got the black vote, and you've not got the these caucuses have not hit the southern states with it, where the black African American population is massive and the Latino population is massive. He's got massive support there, so this will even up. So I don't know exactly how he will not stay at the low double digits. He won't. He will come up from there. but Bernie has consistently um, been been up. Last night, he got 28% of the vote. And Pete Buttigieg is being pumped forward by CNN and MSNBC. They're really bigging him up because I, they're very centre. Now, this is quite interesting. Uh, the Trump family mm. are bigging up Bernie. Yeah. Why is that? Well, you tell me. I would have thought, because this seems an easy target. I just think they I think they think because he's using he d- describes himself as a democratic socialist that they think that the American public are not going to be down with that he thinks it'll be they think it'll be popular in the party but not in the whole country yeah. and I think they're wrong because he's saying that there's going to be free medicine he's saying that there's going to be no uh, fees for college education and I think that with working people that's going to go a hell of a long way and it didn't work for over here yeah he's bernie sanders bernie sanders and 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 um, he he is no 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 that's a good question he is what he didn't carbon, work he didn't work here did it what did carbon the policy yeah the policy. yeah but he's not carbon but carbon we we've both carbon we've is both unpopular said, carbon it's not, it's is unpopular it isn't about the policies as such it's about the person it is about the person yeah yeah, you know, we're in that world, aren't we? I don't think Bernie's a, a So where's, where's your story now, then? I don't... There is nothing negative about Bernie. He's that you haven't got anything on him. He's not been Jew-bashing. Well, that'd be a bit weird if he was, wouldn't it? Yeah, would um, he, He's not been attacking anybody. He's got no skeletons in his closet. And, he, he you know, the he, his supporters are more reasonable as well. So, yeah. D- yeah, let's... Well, why is he so popular with young people? 
If, if age is such a anathema that okay, people all want someone new, no. What, what certain news I th- stations I say. think his integrity shines through. And I've, I fought it first time around. And I think this time, maybe integrity is the key. Okay. Because the, the others the others have all taken loads of money. Pete Buttigieg has taken, but he's taken money off 40, 40 billionaires he's taken money off. The uh, Amy Klobuchar has been taking loads of money. They've all been taking money except for Elizabeth Warren and, and Bernie Sanders. Now, Elizabeth Warren, by the way, um, I'm thinking... It's over. It's not looking great. She should have done a lot better. It should have been between so, them two. <clears throat> um, it's the beginning of the new uh, series of uh, shows. Who do you think will end up... Let's do the top two, really, for... Um, the Democratic Challenge. Who was Between Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders. No outsiders come in to this uh, race? Bloomberg, you see, is spending all this money on adverts, so but he's not money. been on stage yet. He's not been in a no. debate yet. So he's cheated, if you see, because he's really just... He's used a load of, of his money. But he's worth 80 billion he can buy and sell trump 10 times over he's worth 10 times what trump's worth and he terrifies trump i'll be honest he's the one that if you wanted to just pick somebody that that to give trump a really tough time and really intimidate him it's him because the only thing he goes on about is calling him short because he's five foot seven or something and he calls him mini mike and that's all he's got on him he's not played his hand yet in any way has he besides tv adverts no 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 they're very brutal adverts have you seen some of them they're absolutely brutal and they they're honest as well now the the problem with him is he's rich He's rich. Uh, if you go, if he becomes president, it'll be Obama 2.0. It, he's just another rich guy who's slightly more benevolent and, and obviously he's not a lunatic like Trump. The problem you've got here is Donald Trump is the biggest problem that you've ever had in that job. In that office, you've never come closer to a nuclear war or something spiralling out of control than with him in that office. The problems, and, and I'll tell you another problem as well, and, and yeah, I would like your opinion on this. The, the biggest problem with Donald Trump is that now, after three Three plus years. Yeah. We're entering the final phase of it now. We're three no, approaching. It'll be four years. Have you seen how normalised it's become? Well, it's not what nice. will shock now? What 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 could he do today? Where you'll read it and go, "Oh, I can't believe he's just said that." You can't actually be shocked by him anymore. Nothing is there. He he's normalised. He was said until he could go down the street uh, yeah. and shoot someone. And um, yeah, but at least at that time, when he would like the pussy tape thing, it was oh, oh dear. And when he was calling people, net when he made the took the Mickey out of that disabled reporter, yeah, and, yeah. you know that. At that point, we were all still every day when we okay, saw this, we were that, still going is, gasping. Is it? Not we're just, not gasping anymore. Yeah, we're not, not gasping. Is it not just America? Is it here as well? I mean, we're talking about here. We are. Our studios are based in the city centre of Manchester, and we're next door to Chinatown. Yep. Uh, Chinese people are now reportedly getting racial uh, abuse because of the coronavirus. Yes, So people are shouting at Chinese people literally outside our studio doors, yes. calling them this, that and the other for yeah. being Chinese. And yeah. isn't that sort of the world we live in now? Well, it's, yeah, it's that, that, that's not ironic, only politics. 
Well, I, d- I think I'd rather risk having the coronavirus than be, be stupid because these people are going to be stupid for the rest of their life, you know. I mean, the, this is what always happens, though. You always blame, see, it's blame. That's what blame gets me. Game. You've got an international crisis here, an international crisis, and arguing over where it came from and where it started is absolutely stupid. That is, that, that is. But it didn't come from Sister Centre Manchester, did it? Of course it didn't. No. And none of these people have probably been anywhere near China. They're, they're just assuming, because it's Chinese New Year, that they've been flying across and spending time and then coming back. It's a great interview this morning on BBC. Uh, I was up early for some reason. Uh, and they're talking to this uh, Chinese guy, and he's saying, yeah. uh, blah, blah, blah. And then it finishes the interview, and he says, um, uh, have you been back home? And he goes, how do you mean? He goes, he's from Manchester University as well. Yeah. Have you been back home? He goes, uh, I'm third generation uh, mm. Chinese uh, in the UK. Yeah. I've never been to China. All my parents have ever been to China in their lives. Oh, I bet you felt uh, stupid And the then. BBC reports, it just dropped. It was quite hilarious. Well, However, the corona, how, how, how do they feel? In uh, Brazil, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the beer makers? Oh, yeah. How, how would they feel? Well, I'm assuming that, that, that it's no one's made that connection. I hadn't. But, yeah, I know what you mean. It'd be really like but a, people ask you. they better think, oh, my yeah. God, oh, it's, come, it's made in the same place. Yeah. It's made in the place it's, that Corona came from. I mean, it didn't do ISIS insurance much good, did it? No, not really. ISIS There's a DC character called the Mighty ISIS as well, an Egyptian goddess that uh, uh, you don't see her in print at the no, moment. No, ISIS insurance went. I mean, Brian McCrone yeah. could be the next one. But, Who knows? I mean, it, it, it is serious though that that virus it is serious i mean it's it's it, it it's got it is a proper sci-fi movie virus i mean yeah. it is replicating at a very advanced rate but you know we are capable of dealing with these things and we will get it under control collectively we are but, but if you leave it to donald trump you'd have no scientists left to deal with it no we'll have uh, believers in what he believes in yeah anyway run out of time earlier this morning this happened have a listen mike May I just remind you that the transitional period set out in the withdrawal agreement is indeed limited. It can be extended by one or two years by common agreement. If it is not extended, and we understand that will be the case, the United Kingdom on the 31st of December of this year will be leaving the single market and the customs union. That is... A choice of the time frame on the part of the British Prime Minister. It wasn't our choice. And everyone needs clearly to grasp that that places a constraint on us. Before the United Kingdom's departure from the, the single market and the customs union, that constraint imposed by the British Prime Minister will have consequences. And I'd like to take this opportunity to make it clear to certain uh, people in the United Kingdom bearing authority that they should not kid themselves about this there will not be general open-ended ongoing equivalence in financial services nor will there be co-management of financial equivalence with the United Kingdom we will keep control of these tools and we will retain a free hand to take our own decisions furthermore I would remind you that at the moment we have ever more reason to Keep working on this. Then that was it. Financial services, the City of London. Yep. I've been saying it for years. I've been saying it since it happened. They're not going to. They're going to fight with this. 
they are going well, to. Well, everyone we, moved we to are, Hamburg. We are Paris. We are the forex foreign exchange um, capital of the world. The London session, how it works is it starts in Australia, goes around the world, then kicks off, um, and, and it and we our session is the biggest volume of trade in London in in foreign currency trading. And there are lots of other financial instruments that are floated about. Don't get me wrong, but we are the, one of the biggest financial uh, centres in the world. And that is why we are so powerful. That's why we're high up in that league table of, of countries, because we've got London. London, the, the London financial market is so big, it's so massive. And if we lose it, we're absolutely screwed. And if you think for one minute that if they... that that there's not people queuing up to do it, I can tell you right now that France have positioned themselves to make Paris the the replacement and they have done they're ready they're ready right. to do it and if we want to give that to him we want to pass that over then that's up to that's up to us i guess but you did vote these clowns in with 80 odd seat majority so you you really are gonna reap your own bitter harvest um i just want to well a few things to finish show off we want to talk about coming out uh, coming out yeah uh, um uh, what's called? What's his report? Piers Piers Morgan. He came out didn't he, the other day. Did he? Yeah. What? As a wanker, he's. Yeah, he's yeah. I thought. Yeah. I thought. It's, people have known that for a while, haven't yeah, they? As well. He came but out and said it. It's yeah. nice of him to confirm it. But I just want to talk about the Labour Party. I was at a local. I mean, perhaps I shouldn't even say this. No, say it. Let's, uh, let's get a bit of gossip going, please. As a local meeting, I was voting in someone to be a councillor for the area. Um, because someone had died, and so they're going to be another council. It's only this is low level politics, low level politics, local politics. But to me, local, in local labor, politics in Labour it kicks off at any right. level. So right now. they brought forward my area mm. has changed. It used to be like a, a blue working class area. Now it's gone slightly one side of it, slightly really high prices in houses, which is hard to believe for me to be honest. Yeah, and the other side of it though. A lot of African people have moved into the area. Okay. Right, a lot of African people. So, the person who died, the councillor, mm-hmm. um, he's been in, in the area for many, many years, been a mm-hmm. councillor for many years, apparently done a good job. I okay. I don't know about that. So, the people, people had some people to replace him. And the, the, had, the, the local person who's been active in the party, who's been his, like his undershadow in many ways, young lad, you know, when I say young, he's yeah. like under 40. He's active, proactive. He's really hard trying to get the place cleaned up. He's done loads of stuff and all the rest of it. And he's known for doing this. Oh, even yeah. though he wasn't a councillor, he's known for, like, getting, you know, just caring about the area, a bit community type stuff. Okay. So he was up for it. But the main party had brought in a councillor. Okay. Who was an African girl. Yeah. Who is a... She's silver, I think she's a civil servant. I couldn't be wrong on that. Oh, she could be, she's a quite a professional skill. So let's say it is, it is a, diver, right. a diversity candidate. Yeah, she brought, so they brought yeah. in this okay. girl who doesn't live in the area. 
It doesn't live in the area. It doesn't live in the area. Wow. From local politics brought okay. in because last time the voting went, an independent nearly won by just he lost. The independent lost by twelve it, yeah. votes in a strong, huh. super strong. It's Manchester for goodness' sake. Right. In a working class area, and, and the okay. Labour council only won by twelve votes because okay. a local guy who again does lots of local stuff. He keeps people informed. The Labour Party there. I just think well, it's our, you know, it's Manchester. We yeah, win. Yeah. We win. So they brought this uh, girl in, this African girl, obviously meeting the criteria of how the area's changed, thinking, oh, we'll be clever, we'll bring somebody in and get the votes that way. Push aside this other guy, mm. he's a white, middle-class, so, no, yeah. say middle-class, that's not for sure, white, uh, middle-aged guy. And push aside, so, um, obviously, I lost, I voted for him, because I know okay. him, I know the work he does. Yeah, OK. I've never seen this person before in my life. OK. And it may come across as racist, and I'm thinking, it's not nothing to do with racist, it's to do with no. the, the party's trying to be like... person you know and you trust, you voted yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Try, trying to be sort of clever or, or something. Yeah. So I, I, I was like, oh, this, this is wrong, this. So I'm thinking to myself, the local election is next month, and I'm thinking, no, who do I vote for? Yeah. Who do I vote for? If I vote for anyone other than Labour, I could be kicked out of the party if someone found out. Yeah, just don't tell anyone. Vote independent, just to prove a point. You can't have it. Your bad behaviour gets rewarded. It carries on, doesn't it? So do we lie like you talked about? Yeah, you might as well. These other people did it for attention when they started to. People all the time vote for other tactically and do other stuff that technically on the face of the charter would get kicked out of the party, but people don't say anything. I'll say one thing, though. It's that, that guy. It is his own fault, though, that. Go on, why? Well, he could have gone blackface. Let's move on. Um, you you want to mention someone? We got. Do I want to mention Jonathan Pye has just uh, put a video out, which we'll play to finish the show off. Okay. But before we finish with yeah. Mike, um, I want to say thank you for listening. Um, it, we've been away for a, a short break, and we we do have do do these things. We have a, a season. We have a short break to get our heads back together again, and then we have another season. Thank you for supporting, and please please tell other people about the podcast and download it and give us some reviews it would be wonderful as well yeah well we're back for a while we got, now, we got so one five star review did we yeah yeah you shouldn't be doing that oh, but i didn't do it all oh, right sorry. I, don't, I don't even know the person who did it okay i thought it was you no 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 i don't know i, 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 I forgot to all right well you've got one thing to talk about before we finish yeah funny isn't it how um but, you can have somebody who who let's just say philip schofield for example, yeah, for example, who 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 is accused on a major level by uh, of bullying in the workplace, a little bit like the John Burko thing, um, and he's being accused of bullying, and it, I mean everybody's accusing him who's worked with him. Uh, they're all lining up, and the only person who t- initially kept quiet was Holly um, Willoughby, but she. She's saying she's supported him, so it's hard to tell whether... But the rumour was that they were even feuding, but who knows. Anyway, it was thick and fast, constant, wasn't it? You couldn't pick up a newspaper or online, it's another feud with him behind the scenes at the, this yeah. morning. It's, and he was literally under siege. And, he, and Amanda Holden threw him under the bus and said he's a nightmare to work with and all that. Fern Britain, um, same thing. And it's the same story of him being an absolute dictator and and it was going on and going on and and then um yeah he's he, it's it's he's he's not a dictator he's not a bully now he's he's gay 
He's just gay. He's just gay. So it's all right. It's all gone. It's all gone away. When it I thought you were supposed. I thought in America they they pray the gay away. He's used gay to pray the uh, bullying away. I was just, it's so contrived the whole thing. It's it came bollocks. Out. It's unbelievable. It's it? so much crap. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. Amanda Holden even put where he did. She was. She had to be careful because it's one of these where if you went well, he's still a wanker. He's yeah. a gay, he's just a gay wanker, yeah. um, and uh, you, and you'll get shit. But she actually said um, she made a comment that meant, yeah, we yeah we kind of know that everybody knows that you know. Mm. It makes you think that he's openly gay, actually, and that everyone knew, and they've probably met his boyfriends. Um, the the rumour was that um, somebody was going to come out and spill the beans, yeah. uh, uh, and so therefore he had to do something. Uh, but your, your, Was it the son? Uh, it, it could have been. I think uh, it was but the son. You, you are saying he did it to try and cover oh, yeah. his tracks. Oh, it's made it's made the bullying go away. It's made all them accusations that were that were attacking. It was relentless. Every single week there was a story about it, and it's made. He just he's made. He's killed two birds with one stone. He heard a rumor maybe that someone was going to run that. I don't think that would have damaged him that much. I uh, whereas the this has got rid of that threat. And dealt with the rest. He's not a bully anymore. He's he's just a gay wanker. So there you have it. Uh, if you want to get past bullying and being accused of anything, yeah. you know, become a liar or become gay. Hey, it didn't work for Kevin Spacey, but it worked for Philip Schofield. I mean, Kevin Spacey, he was being accused of molesting people yeah. left, right, and centre, and then he went, "Oh well, you know, he's done it live on a morning TV show, and it been okay." He should have been fine. Yeah. Oh, it was sickening, wasn't it? It was revolting. Anyone who was watching that and wasn't just gagging. It's it's just absolutely sickening. Anyway, what a, what a, so that that's the um, that's the first body bag we've filled this year. Um, I'm sure if anybody else steps out of line, we're happy to provide the same service. So I hope by next week that we we see what's happening with these candidates though in America. Because at the moment, I'll just as a last parting thing before we go. It's dangerous right now because at least last time you had two candidates at this stage. Yeah, that was all you were dealing with. You knew it was those two and people were focusing on them and getting to know them. By the time this hits, we've we still got like about eight and nine of them still left. By the time this hits, Super Tuesday in a month's time, um, people already knew whether they like Bernie, whether they like Hillary, whereas they, you, there's not enough run-up time to bond is, with the public. It's pushing it. It really is. These people need to put the country first, and these ones who are on 8%, 10%, 4%, they need to just drop out and throw the support behind whoever they're going to throw it behind, and let's get it down to a couple of people and make the right decision, because at the end of the day, that's it. And if, it is, if it's Buttigieg, I'll be disappointed. If it's Bernie, then I hope that the country has got more sense than I think it's got and they'll actually look at someone's integrity and go down that route because at the moment you've got somebody in there who, who is destroying the credibility of the, of the United States and lowering the discourse to a level where I just don't see it coming back. Um, don't forget, you can always comment on the show as well if you want to email in at studio at fabradiointernational.com. That's studio at fabradiointernational.com. Until uh, next week, we'll see you then. Uh, I've got to finish on John's back. We've overrun, Mike. Yeah. The show back, we've overrun. Of course. This is uh, Jonathan Pye. Always time for him.
an emboldened president fresh from being exonerated in his Senate trial appeared to snub the outstretched hand of Mrs Pelosi, who in turn ripped up a copy of his speech. Let's take a look. These are the most powerful politicians on the planet. You know, I'm not shaking your hand. Fuck you, fatty. Psst. Right, right, I'm going to give the Medal of Freedom to a bigoted radio host. Not because he deserves it, but because it will really piss off snowflake liberals. The Medal of Freedom to Rush Limbaugh. That's like giving a knighthood to Jimmy Savile. Or, or, or something even more ridiculous, like a, a peerage to Nicky Morgan using his State of the Union to troll liberals. It's classic Trump. Smug doesn't even cover it. I mean, at the best of times, he's got a face you want to throw a cup of hot sick over, but my God. What, what I don't get about this whole thing is if this impeachment was all a hoax and no-one did anything wrong, why wouldn't you want to hear from witnesses who would exonerate the president beyond any doubt? You know, witnesses who have worked closely with the president and seen up close how he runs the country. Why wouldn't you want them to talk honestly under oath? Hmm. Dodgy as fuck. You know, first, there was definitely no quid pro quo. Then it may have been a quid pro quo, but nothing to do with getting Trump re-elected. And then, their final defence, it was a quid pro quo, it was to help Donald Trump get re-elected, but if President Trump getting re-elected is in America's best interests, then illegally getting someone to interfere in that election isn't technically illegal because it's in the national interest. Essentially, their defence was, yeah, he did it. So what? It, it's quite a legal precedent, really. You know, if from now on all you have to do to be acquitted is to simply admit you did it. Yeah, not, not, not. Hello, Fred West. Um, yeah, just some uh, routine questions. They're under the patio. Fucking shitloads of them. Oh, OK. Thank you for your time. Carry on. You know, it's, uh, the, the reason they didn't want a proper trial is when anyone who has had any dealings with the Trump administration has been anywhere near the law courts, they've gone to prison for massive federal crimes. Roger Stone, Michael Cohen, Paul Manafort, Rick Gates, Michael Flynn, George Papadopoulos. You know, you work for Trump, you either end up in prison or you come out the other side going, he's a fucking nut job. To anyone who can see it, Trump is quite clearly a liar as well as a clueless, morally bankrupt fuckwit. But to anyone who can't see it, there is seemingly nothing he can do that will change their mind. Nothing. You have evangelical Christians spouting family values but falling over themselves to support a man who lied about paying off a porn star. In fact, the person who paid off the porn star, on his behalf, is now in prison. They're all in fucking prison. And the only reason Trump isn't in prison right now is because he's the president of the United States. It's almost as if Republican senators were scared that if they let people like John Bolton testify, then they might have no choice but to convict the president. And they just really don't want to do that, you know, because, you know, a lot of them are up for re-election this year. What a difference four years makes. You know, last election, they were fucking queuing up to call him a misogynist and a racist and unfit for office. But now, you know, you, you want to keep your seat, you keep quiet, you suck his cock, you keep your head down, so to speak. But, you know, say anything bad about the president, he will ruin you usually by giving you a smart and witty nickname on Twitter like Lying Mike or Sleepy Bob. 
It's what he does best, trolling people. His entire presidency is one big troll. And he looks like a troll. A fat, yellow, tiny, cocked troll in a suit. Yes, thank you. So, with the president officially exonerated, where does this leave the Democrats? Well, I spoke earlier to a...